Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who I'm pretty sure we were unsuccessful in getting Chris Jericho to unblock him, Derek Halpin. I checked for like a day or two, and then I just gave up. I don't really think there was a movement that got behind me getting unblocked, but that's okay. I wasn't really expecting anything out of it. You know, I was just hoping that he was going to have the holiday spirit and just think... Maybe this guy's okay. I may try again in, in the coming weeks. I may record a uh, a personal video and post it through our Twitter account and see if I can get some action. The thing is, I don't want to get our Twitter account blocked because I like getting uh, news from Jericho. <laughs> and our Twitter account's the only place you can get that right now, unless you start a burner account just to follow Chris Jericho. It's, it's possible I would have to resort to that, but the, the focus on... That podcast was just soaking in the career of Chris Jericho, and it it's kind of a bummer that I don't get to personally let him know how much I appreciate how wonderful his career has been, and I have to go, th- you know, essentially through my work, my work account, if you want to call this work, to find out what he's up to. I think that our next plan of action here is to get you to a Fozzie show, and his <laughs> VIP meet and greet's like 30 bucks. And it guarantees you some time alone with Jericho. The amazing thing is, I think I've had two or three chances in the last year, year and a half, to go to a Fozzie show, and I still haven't done it. But according to you, that's not a loss because you hate Fozzie. See, now you're just trying to get heat from Jericho onto me, and me and Jericho have no heat. I feel like there's more reason for Jericho to have heat with you than heat with me. I have said nothing to the man. I you said Fozzie sucks. Didn't use those words one time. <laughs> you said it to me. <laughs> you fucking traitor. <laughs> you fucking traitor. What is this? What is what kind of way to start the show is this? It starts with a betrayal. Then what happens? You rub my nose in shit because I can't follow Jericho on Twitter and then expect me not to throw you under the bus? Those are just facts. They've been discussed here. What happens off <laughs> mic stays off mic, you son of a we bitch. Have, we have talked so often about stuff that happens off mic. Oh, you f- but you know what? The, fu- the funny thing is we do have Jericho news to kind of talk about. So there is a transition into this episode from last week's episode. So hit our goddamn music? Yeah, hit our goddamn music. We're back. Uh, just a reminder, if you haven't already, we're in desperate need of uh, some uh, likes on uh, on the iTunes. So if you can give us a, a five-star rating and give us uh, a nice little review there, you'll really be helping us out this holiday season. And also, if you leave us a review, you can submit something for us to listen to or watch a movie. As long as it's pro wrestling related, we'll do it. If you can tie it back to pro wrestling, we're contractually obligated for instance, to watch whatever you submit to us. And uh, we had a, a recent review from Mortar Round that says, this is one of the better podcasts for wrestling. Derek and Garrett know how to produce and speak. Now, they make it entertaining and informative. 
Now you all need to watch Marine 6. That is the review. So we're watching Marine 6 sometime here. I have a feeling that uh, you and I might watch it together over Christmas. Is that a thing you think we'll have time for? I mean, I don't see why not. I can always fit. You're saying we need to make it happen. Hey, your favorite uh, wrestler, Becky Lynch. Mine, Miz. Somebody we're both okay with, Shawn Michaels. Meeting in the middle. (laughs) Becky Lynch is now my favorite wrestler? You have raved about Becky for years. I have, but I didn't know she was my favorite well, wrestler. I'm not, I mean, it's now's as good a time as any to be claiming that. Oh, yeah. I even mean, though she can't wrestle. You, you should say that you've been, she's been your favorite for years and years. Becky Lynch has been my favorite WWE women or women's superstar for a few years now. Yes. So you got to be pretty proud of that lady. I am. I wish, I wish she was able to get in the ring and do her thing right now. And Nia Jax hadn't punched her in the face, which I'm pretty salty about still. Well, at least your favorite female wrestler, you know, is doing things right now in the WWE. I, I just made an announcement earlier today on social media. I have not watched anything WWE other than uh, NXT TakeOver War Games since Evolution. I have not watched a Raw, a SmackDown, an NXT show. I didn't watch Survivor Series, didn't watch Crown Jewel. I've been detached from WWE. I have held up my end of the bargain in keeping them in time out. Have you? Have you done it? This goes straight back to the pact that we had when I said in high school, I haven't seen Goonies. And you said, I haven't seen Goonies. Let's make a pact. Let's never watch Goonies. Like 48 hours later, I had seen that fucking movie that I had gone so long without seeing. And you're howling about me betraying you? This Pact means nothing to me. You letting Jericho know that Fozzie is not my what? favorite. You said me- they sucked. I did not say they suck. You, I could probably dig through my texts and find exactly where you said it. Oh, we're going there. We're going. Well, you know what? I could dig through my texts and find that you said. What did I say? I wouldn't do that to you on air. Well, I'm doing it right now. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I uh I don't know if I have it in me to do this right now. We have a show to do. We got lots of stuff to talk about. We're Where doing, do you want to start, dude? Well, you had mentioned uh you know, we were just talking about Becky Lynch and how well she's doing. My favorite wrestler. I don't even know if I can call her that anymore. It's weird that I don't know, how long can you retain a favorite wrestler when they stop doing anything good? You and I have been talking about pro wrestling on a regular basis for a little over a year now. And I will say this. I feel like in that time span, I've heard you say that like eight different people are your favorite are your favorite wrestler. I feel like I've kept Candice LeRae as a pretty constant favorite. Is she still a favorite if she's not really wrestling very often? Well, she's wrestling. She just loses every fucking match. She's she's my favorite loser over on NXT, which is I can't even be mad because they have so many of so just so many people I love. But there's really only two people that were, you know, indie favorites that aren't doing well over there. And it is her and it is Chris Hero. But I think Chris Hero's just there to lose anyway. I think he knew that. Well, when he came, you kind of figure when he came back and got his second run with NXT, I mean, I guess there was a chance they could have done something with him that time. But no, I think he's kind of settled for that role. Like, that's what he's going to be. He's going to be the NXT Val Venus. <laughs> 
I, he's gonna he's gonna hang around there for a while to do jobs. See now, if they reinvented him as Val Venus's kid, one he's way bigger, just a tall, tall man. I don't maybe he's as tall as Val Venus. I I would imagine taller. I want to see Hero do the towel thing. Do you think Val Venus's son is a gimmick that would work in today's political climate? Yes. <laughs> When you say it'll work, what do you mean? And what about today's political climate would make it work? Because my instinct is that it wouldn't. Well, didn't Val Venus get his dick cut off at some point? We've talked about that multiple times on this pod. Yes, choppy choppy. Well, choppy choppy again. Fuck him. And Cassius Ono is the man for Wait, the no, job. Wait, no, no. I don't want to cut off Chris Hero's dick. Where this his, is Chris. Chris Hero is dead, man. It's Cassius Ono. Yeah, it's I, over. I'm, I'm having a hard time with that. I sometimes have trouble transitioning to a name I'm not ready for. You know what, though? There's a guy that you've claimed is one of your favorite wrestlers that I think has a bright future in WWE, and his name is Keith Lee. Oh, fuck yeah. And actually, I mean, we wouldn't have seen it yet because it's on. we're recording this on Tuesday, and this airs tomorrow, but we get Keith Lee versus Lars Sullivan. I think this is the beginning of the end for Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's heading up soon. Uh, but yeah, Keith heading Lee. Heading up? Like, you no, he's going to get called up? I think he's getting called up to the main roster. I think he's getting jobbed out and then released. Oh, I, I disagree with you completely. I bet we see him on Raw sooner than later. Oh, that'll really improve the Raw product. Well, he... <laughs> Let's face it, looking at, I was watching NXT <laughs> last night. I actually watched quite a bit of NXT. I watched the last couple weeks of it uh, to betray you and to just be entertained. Can you expound upon the fact that when we agreed to not renew our network subscriptions, that WWE gave you a free month of the network? Okay. And they didn't give me shit? So I ended mine, and then, like, the next... Actually, as I was canceling it, they're like, you sure? We'll give it to you for free. And I was like, no, I'm sure. You need to know I'm mad. Click. And then, <laughs> and then like, two weeks later, they're like, what about now? And I'm like, well, I kind of would like to watch Survivor Series. You son of a bitch. You should apologize. To you or the listeners? Both. The listeners aren't mad at me right now. You don't know that. Listen, listeners, I love you guys. You support the show. And Garrett likes you. I'm not going to lie. He's a fan you of you guys, him, too. You love him. Garrett likes you. <laughs> You're already burying me. The, 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 point, the point I'm making here is this guy stood beside me and said, we're putting WWE in a timeout because of the, the crown jewel debacle. And Garrett was like, yeah, fuck him. And then within days is going back on his word. No integrity. No integrity whatsoever. Kurt Angle would be massively disappointed in you. And he has bigger things to worry about than being disappointed in me. Maybe so. I'm just Doesn't saying mean he's not disappointed. You tell me I can't do something. I want to do it worse than anything I've ever done. Like if that right is a fucked up trait to have. Oh, well, like right now, I have no interest in this new Robin Hood movie that's supposed to be trash. But if you said, hey, man, let's make a pact that we'll never watch that the rest of the night, I'd be like, oh, fuck. I do kind of want to see that. No, you don't, though. That's fucked up. Are you are you, are you trying to be some like low key rebel, like <laughs> where the the moment somebody says you can't do it, I yeah, did, but I think it only did the a, dare did the drug abuse resistance education program fuck you up? 
Oh yeah, I thought smoking cigs was the coolest shit when I was a kid. I was like, <laughs> look at that guy. Like, why would I not want to do that? Man, can't even give can't even give the fella good advice because it just has the opposite effect. So yeah, but I I don't think that I guess it would make me like a media rebel because it only involves things that I can and can't watch. Well, you know what? Don't like the new Fozzie stuff. Don't enjoy Fozzie at all. It's bad for you. Oh my god. I just as we were recording this, I just received a text from a friend that said uh there's a rumor that in 2020 St. Louis, Missouri will have an XFL team. Yeah, I just retweeted that a little while ago actually. It's true. Well, then I have a new sports team. God damn it. The St. Louis Garrett. who gives a shits. The St. Louis who gives a shits football team. It's an edgy name for an edgy team. Why don't you go, go why don't you go on with your story that you're going to tell? What was I telling? Got on to what 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 a traitor you were. What were we talking about that uh, led to you berating me for the last 15 minutes? Something about Lars Sullivan. Oh, yeah. No, I just, I see him as a main roster guy that, well, obviously Vince just would like him because he's huge. Vince likes a big boy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Vince's thing. He's not very good, but that's never stopped Vince before. You don't think they're going to bring him up there to be the Braun Strowman of SmackDown? I think they just got their future Braun Strowman, and his name is Walter. Walter ain't touching the main roster. Walter's going to touch the main roster. He isn't doing it. He doesn't want to. He's already. He will eventually. He turned down WWE and he turned down New Japan because he wants to live in Germany and he doesn't like their schedules. That's how it starts until they start offering him big boy cash. I feel like they offered him big boy cash the first time. You don't know. You weren't there. That being said, (laughs) I would love to see Walter kill everybody on the roster. Wouldn't you love to see Walter go face to face with The Undertaker? <laughs> He's the one that retires The Undertaker. Wouldn't that be amazing? I've seen that guy walking around in flip-flops and like, you know, just just shorts. <laughs> He's he's just a delightful man. I don't know. It's he's so intimidating in the ring, but just a just a goddamn delight in person. He has wonderful entrance music too, by the way. Oh, I can, and I like watching him play air violin too. Yeah, he's got everything. I think the perfect situation for him right now is signing to NXT UK. If they're letting him still work progress, and then he can still work his company in Germany, which I think has some ties to there, which I believe is where Ilya Dragunov is from as well. Which uh, I think who was it? I think Kayla sent me a message the other day showing me. Uh, Ilya Dragunov in a like a performance center trying out. They got a lot of deals with people who wrestle for progress. I'll tell you that. I'm not mad about it. I I honestly like being able to watch NXT UK and Progress as two separate things and get to see both. Because I don't. I like I said. I spent a lot of time just watching NXT in general. And this might sound crazy to you. I think I right now enjoy NXT more than I'm enjoying New Japan. At this, what happened at this moment? I think New Japan did a. They came out of a tag tournament and went into another tag tournament. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I get it. Yeah, no. Uh, why would anybody complain? We've talked about this so many times before, which is that we wish companies could cross over with other wrestling companies more often. And the fact that Progress and WWE have this relationship is awesome. I'm I'm glad. I hope they keep that up. And the other thing is, we watched progress is 24 hour progress people show in preparation for this podcast 
and I watched several matches on it. I do think it's interesting that part of the show when they cut promos on each other is running down guys relationship or lack thereof with WWE. Like, do you think that that's fair game? I think at this point it is. I They are clearly working together well because I just watched the most recent episode of NXT UK and they refer to people as, you know, former progress champion or the current women's champ. You know, it's kind of nice to see two companies actually working together and referencing each other. I agree. I think it's awesome. Um, my question, though, why? Well, what? Not not that I'm disagreeing with you. I don't want I've got plenty of beef I can have with you if I want. But uh, what happened with New Japan and NXT that suddenly NXT is is ahead of them by so much that they have your attention more? Well, I think it honestly that could end up changing week to week with promotion. But I've kind of taken a couple the last couple weeks off in New Japan just because I'm not super interested in the tag tournament. Somebody's gonna be like, "Fuck you, you fucking traitor! You're recording this podcast wearing a New Japan hoodie." I'm not going to stop wearing it. I still like the boys over there. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. NXT is just in this perfect spot. Uh, I I had a few people over for the last Joey Janela show, and I think I talked about uh, meeting other Garrett at the Southern Underground Pro show. Okay. And he, him and his wife, uh, Kelly, came over, and he was saying, he's like, you got to watch NXT, please. Just watch it it's really good and i after checking out takeover i went back and started watching they have such a good roster right now they have so many guys that they can mix and match for main event matches and they're all still exciting and fresh and it took nxt a while because it seemed like we had such a good roster for a while and then people just started disappearing and they had to rebuild. And I feel like they've rebuilt it into this kind of perfect wrestling show right now. I, I read something the other day where they were discussing something that we've talked about before, which is just making it its own brand. And as their roster gets better and better and bigger and bigger, it becomes the, the kind of thing where it seems inevitable and maybe it just should happen. And the question is, with a name like NXT, which is the implication being that it's supposed to be the next generation, do they need to rebrand and call themselves something else? If they're going to become their own brand, do they need to be making reference to them being developmental? I don't know. To me, that name almost evolved into where you don't even think about it anymore as being developmental. You think about it as these are guys in their prime at the top of their game, or at least most I mean, of them are at this point. They're, these are veterans. I guess they could redefine the NXT to mean like the the next era, like the the or new. You know you know what I mean. Like as in meaning like this is the future of wrestling, not not in the sense that these guys are going to make Raw and SmackDown, but this is this is the future of pro wrestling as a whole. I think it really is. They've done a good job of collecting so many people from all over the place. And at this point, if NXT threw a New Japan guy in there, like I know like they did with Nakamura, we saw kind of how that worked out but I don't know it's just while I was watching this I'd always looked at it as them competing with Ring of Honor uh WWE basically giving you an alternative to like oh you want Ring of Honor just watch our version but now I feel like Ring of Honor has slipped a little bit and after watching the last takeover I felt like they were competing with New Japan that Kyrie Sane uh, Shayna Baszler match, there was some crazy shit that happened in that that I was like, fuck, that's that's a new Japan move. 
that's something I wouldn't expect to see over there. You know, like her, uh, I think Baszler took a DDT off the apron and it just looked so devastating and awesome. It just felt a little more hard hitting. Would it be fair to say as we get further and further away from September 1st, which was all in, has the landscape of professional wrestling as a whole, has that changed? Because to me, it feels like we're in a really weird time right now. And like I said earlier, I haven't watched her on SmackDown in a while. I, I haven't been keeping up what's going on on the main roster for WWE. But I got the sense coming off of last night's Raw, there were a lot of people who were pissed off again by what they got. And a lot, I saw some people making comments about being done with WWE for a while the same way we've said it, even though I I'm the only one that's really held up my end of the bargain on this kind of held up. Yeah, what, a few days? Anyways, <laughs> the point... <laughs> Anyways, the point I'm making is, are we in a weird era where you just recently were talking about how your attention span with Ring of Honor has started to slip, and now you're not necessarily saying anything bad about New Japan, but now you're saying essentially that WWE NXT is kind of the top wrestling brand out there right now. I really, honestly, after watching... A lot. I mean, I absolutely love progress. To me, progress is the closest feeling I get to watching a PWG show. Uh, those okay. rooms just have such a cool vibe, and I can sit there and enjoy a show beginning to end on that. Yeah, the crowd's definitely hot for it, too. That adds a lot to the show to me. Uh, just ha yeah. I love uh, Jim Smallman coming out and talking to the crowd. It just It makes it feel like you're part of a community. Yeah. When a you know when the guy comes out and just has a real casual jokey conversation with the crowd and then's like, "All right, fuck it, let's have some wrestling." And he doesn't look like a, a your typical promoter, does he? He looks like your buddy. It's your he buddy looks like Jim. somebody you would run into at a Breaking Benjamin show. I feel like that's not nice. Is it? I mean, it probably run into the same people at the Fozzie show. So you have so you have oh. See, all Garrett's musical tastes coming out on this show. I'm just saying. I, I didn't. I didn't mean it as an insult. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> I'm not hip to that scene. I was. I was just making a joke. Um, well, don't make. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. My. I just. I feel like it's such a weird time because now that it's kind of out there that the 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 Bucks and Cody and Kenny are kind of splitting from Bullet Club, we're kind of left in this weird no man's land where nobody's really happy with WWE's main roster. I'm I'm assuming there's other people who share your opinion of Ring of Honor. New Japan's doing tag stuff and waiting for uh Kenny to defend the belt against what? Takahashi? Uh or Tanahashi. Tanahashi, sorry. Actually, we got an update on Takahashi. Yeah, how's that what, what what's that what's that fella up to? No bueno. <laughs> how's he doing? No bueno. How's the No bueno? Uh, really bad? One of the dirt sheets was reporting they don't know when or if he will be back. Really? It seems like, uh, I guess he's still trying to recover from that neck surgery. And, I mean, this is dirt sheet talk, so take it for what Grain you will. Yeah. But uh, it didn't sound, it wasn't reassuring that we were going to see him, you know, make a surprise return at Wrestle Kingdom or something. So we're just in a holding pattern until Wrestle Kingdom between Tanahashi and Omega and then Jericho and Naito. Is that fair to say? That's kind of what it feels like. And I'm very excited for Wrestle Kingdom. I just, the build of, I just, I'm not super excited about watching tag matches. I'm more into their, you know, one-on-one -on -one bouts. So I'll kind of, I'm sure that those are still happening at the end of the shows, but you know, I just, 
I like what I like, and I've got a lot of wrestling I can be jumping around to until they get back to something I want to watch. So right now, NXT and Progress are your jam. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's, I don't know, when you talk about this being a holding pattern, just knowing what the elite is going to do kind of throws everything off right now to me. Do we know what they're going to do? What, what, what's, the, what's going on right now? Well, the big, because, the big rumor yeah. is that they've got, uh, they might have a deal with the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Aren't they called, is it like the, the Khan family? Is that their name? Yes. I don't know anything about them except their name. Yeah, uh, my sister was an NFL cheerleader, and when she was in St. Louis working for the Rams, uh, she said she actually met him and said he was super nice. All right. Uh, Fair enough. So that's all I need. It's official. So what's the big rumor here? So the rumor is that Jericho and JR have been in talks with him to start something, and... Then on, what was it, Friday, right after Thanksgiving, there was, or maybe it was right before, I don't know, it was last week sometime, it popped up that out of Jacksonville to an address that linked to the Jaguars stadium, that there had been trademarks on a bunch of different wrestling things, uh, like All Out, All Elite Wrestling, AEW, you know, just trademarking different names. And since it's linked to there, maybe it's somebody fucking with us. But it does seem like something's going to happen. The last thing that I had read before we did this show was that the involvement between Jericho and JR with whatever this is that's that's building should be downplayed because supposedly it's not being funded by Jericho and Jim Ross and that there's more links between Cody and the Bucks and that this is their next venture is making their own promotion, that they did all in, they were able to do a show and now they're trying to get outside funding to have their own promotion. And Jericho and Jim Ross have agreed that if they can get it off the ground, they'll be involved. Which, at this point, if that were to happen, would it be the main cast of the Elite and maybe like SCU and Flip Gordon and those guys? There's just, there's so much we don't know right now. Well, the Bucks, supposedly the Bucks contract with Ring of Honor is up in December, and Co- and it's been known for a little while now that they're advertising Cody versus Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor Championship as Cody's last match in Ring of Honor. So a lot of this news would line up. I mean, and just you know, the name All Elite Wrestling. I mean, obviously, I mean, like, I, I don't know about you, but it gets me really excited. It gets my uh, my little Mark Boner running. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially if they can get a nice little TV deal for themselves. Which I could see them, whatever they do would be huge. But then it's got me looking at, well, fuck. If these guys are out in December, one, what's going to happen with this Madison Square Garden show between New Japan and Ring of Honor? Because if, yeah. if none of those guys are there, I am substantially less interested in that show. Are you, so you're just worried about it from a personal standpoint because you were looking forward to that show. Well, no, I mean, obviously, if this means we get this amazing new wrestling company that's going to be the future of wrestling where wrestlers have fucking health care and stuff, that's awesome. Love that. And, and supposedly Cody's been scouting for people who are not signed to major companies. Man, it's so hard. I mean, that could be why they're just grabbing everybody at this point before these guys can get them. But I don't know. So many people are over in Impact right now that I would love to see on that. But Impact's yeah. got a good thing going. 
Ring of Honor is the one that I think is most in limbo because I could still enjoy a New Japan show. It, if New Japan were doing Madison Square Garden by themselves, I'd be just as excited. But with it being New Japan versus Ring of Honor without the elite, that doesn't leave a lot of people that I give a shit to watch the New Japan guys take on. Yeah, I don't want to say that the wind has been sucked out of my sails. A lot of that, a lot of any negativity I have towards wrestling right now has to do with me detaching myself from WWE and being firm on it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to let it go. But it does feel like since All In, like that would be the next logical step. Would be if you know you can put on a show that sells out like All In did and draws that much attention. And you're able to get that many people from different promotions involved. And it was just, it was just a high profile event. The next step would be to have your own promotion. And that would be so typical. I mean, if, if Cody's following in the footsteps of his dad, that's absolutely what would happen would for be for, would be for him to get outside financing to start his own company, to do things his own way and to have the backing of the bucks. I mean, it's the, I mean, it's the only thing that's, it's the only thing that makes sense to me is the next step for those guys, because what are they going to do? I mean, they dropped the bullet club thing. The next big thing for them to pursue would be to have their own company, which would really follow the elites change the world for sure. I don't. Yeah, and in it, the meantime, just... we're sitting around waiting. <laughs> I don't know. Like we talked about it before. The post all in depression is real. On multiple levels now. <laughs> well, if they ended up going to WWE, I think everybody would be bummed because they kind of talked up. They made it. They kind of talked up something bigger than just joining the other company. And right. this just makes so much sense to me. I, I still stand by, you know, if NXT were on television, like if they had put that on Fox instead, I bet it would end up getting huge ratings. It's just so exciting that I feel like if somebody flipping through saw what was happening on NXT, they would be more willing to stop and watch than what's happening on the other show. Is that true? See, this is the thing that I, that I struggle with as somebody who watches or follows, at least, pro wrestling regularly, is that when, we, when people talk about the casual fan, when they talk about people who tune in for big stars or will buy a pay-per-view because Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey or the rock or somebody like that's on the card. If you're just flipping through the channels, what is it to that person? What is it about NXT? That's going to make you stop and watch. Does that person really care about the quality of the match or the production level or the fact that it's more athletic or whatever? Like, what? Well, like what's your, what's your take on that? Okay. Well, Think of it like this. If you're flipping through channels as a casual viewer, you're just flipping through channels and you go by and you see Alexa Bliss doing Alexa Bliss, this is your Bailey, this is your life or just a, a talking segment. And then you flip to the next channel and you see Ricochet upside down getting kicked in the face and, you know, just an amazing feat of athleticism to me that I'm going to stop if I just saw some crazy shit happen on the TV. And NXT is, is mostly matches. I mean, there is, there's build to things, but it's right. also, it's a good length. And since they don't have a pay-per-view every month, there is a longer build to get to things and also TV title matches. So you're going to see the NXT championship defended on television in a match where they could 
feasibly lose it. I, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate because I agree with you in that I'm more excited about the, that ladder, but I, maybe this is a moot point because it's coming from the Attitude Era, but isn't the highest rated segment in the history of Raw the Rock Mankind This Is Your Life segment? Yeah, and they tried it again and it didn't work. It's Well, I guess what I, the point I'm trying to make is is to the casual fan, it, that's what I thought was so interesting about the way they booked Survivor Series. Now, again, I did not watch Survivor Series. I heard good things and bad things, but they made SmackDown... They what did SmackDown basically lost every match at Survivor Series, and that's the show that's about to get that big deal from Fox and switching networks. Like, am I being too much of a mark and caring about like wins and losses? Not that I care about them all the time, but you would think you would want to make that show look strong if you're getting ready to ship it over and a company's investing uh, or a network is investing a lot of money in it. I truly don't understand the thought process behind that, and I don't even know if I want to begin to. Because I, I didn't see what there was to gain from that. We're just rehashing the same shit that we always do when we talk about WWE, which is that the, the guy who has final say in everything is probably not qualified to be doing that job anymore. But it's also his show, and he can do what he wants. And until sure. then, I think NXT's in a cooler direction. But maybe that's just me, because they took all my guys and threw them on one show, but they're still being used in a way that is exciting. That uh, I get- my guy isn't getting over there and just getting jobbed. Like, they're bringing him in and having some shit happen. And it seems like, to at least some extent, they're listening to fans. Because, you know, the Matt Riddle-Chris uh, Hero match got dropped from the card, and a lot of people complained about it. Maybe this was all a work to begin with, probably was, but they still brought them out to do, you know, the one-second match squash. or whatever. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't mind. I kind of enjoy that they do the squash. And that the entire show, this week's NXT, or last week at this point, uh, was just what happened before the pay-per-view. And it was just a series of squash matches. A Keith Lee squash match. Uh, Who else had one? I don't know. A couple other people had squash matches on there. And it's just kind of fun to... You still get to see your guy. He comes out and he does his thing and, you know, gets his shit in. I guess what I'm saying is I agree with you that I would rather watch what NXT offers... But then I, I stop and I think, are we in the minority? Like, out of everyone that watches pro wrestling, do the people who care about that stuff, who care about it being more athletic, being more about matches than segments, do they make up not enough portion, not a big enough portion of the wrestling fan base to warrant getting a primetime slot? I mean, I don't know if it would, but I think there's more potential to get new viewers with that. I think especially right now with, you know, everybody has such short attention spans. And I think newer wrestling is more exciting, more high flying, just more straight to the point in the action to grab somebody's attention rather than sitting through a 15 to 20 minute segment of talking, regardless of how funny it may be. I I, I know. I hope you're right. I, I would like to see that. And that's from what we've said this before. Supposedly, that's what Fox wants with SmackDown. They want it to be more like NXT. They want it to be presented as more of an athletic competition. And that fucking so, rules. That's, I mean, that's one of the main things I like about watching New Japan. We will see if we get that, though. When does that transfer take place over from USA to Fox? It's October next year. God damn, we still have like a whole other year of this shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in it, man. I was under the impression... I was under the impression that that was taking place 
in 2019, like it, like in January. I was actually just reading about this right before we started recording, and I read it October 2019 is the official Fuck date. Me. So literally right before next year's Survivor Series. Yeah. They can fix all this <laughs> if, they, if they so choose. Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, let's go back to that progress show. <laughs> yeah, 24-hour <laughs> progress, people. Uh, we watched a few matches from this. Did you, you said you ended up watching the whole show. I watched the whole show, and one of my favorite things happened right at the top of the show. Uh, they had a debut over at Progress, a guy I absolutely fucking loved watching in the States, and he is no longer allowed here. I think he's still got a few more years before he's allowed back, but that is a speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah, he made his uh, Progress Wrestling debut, didn't he? Yeah, and that's fucking awesome because he's Canadian. So I hope our, our friends in Canada are still getting to enjoy the shit out of him. He didn't pay his taxes down in the U.S. and uh, he's out for a while. <laughs> there were a couple of debuts on this show. Didn't Lana Austin make her debut? Yeah, she did as well. She was ridiculously over with that crowd, too. Yeah, I think that was her hometown. I think they actually announced her from being in the town they were in. Yeah, it was Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just... Yeah, the, this show happened all the way back on November 11th, which... If you're a part of the current news cycle, feels like that was ages ago. But uh, we hadn't had a it, chance to talk about this until now. So well, I think it just came out, too, because they release their sh they don't live stream these. So they right. end up being released, you know, a week after they air or so. Well, one of the matches you definitely recommended to me was David Starr versus what? Il 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 Ilja Dragunov? Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Ilya. OK. Yeah, this one was uh, this one was pretty brutal. God, this was, was, this was an epic match. I, I told you that Dragonov looks like an evil Alex Wright to me. You did. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, he does. He just looks like a psychotic Alex Wright. I think it was creeping me out. I've seen David Starr wrestle a, a couple times now. So I, there was somebody on this show that I'd seen live, and uh, this was a good match. If you haven't seen this show, definitely make sure if you watch it to check this one out. What did you think of this match? I love. I absolutely loved this thing. Uh, I had been kind of raving about Ilya Dragunov since Bola. I had not heard of him prior to that. And I have been paying a lot more attention to this guy since then. He is just, he's so fun to watch for me. And I, I don't even know if I can put my finger on it, but it's just, he seems so unhinged. <laughs> yeah, and his eyes are terrifying, by the way. Oh, he, when I went to talk to him after his match with Walter, he's just fucking welted up and I go over and I didn't realize he had red contacts in. So that yeah. made it even scarier. And I don't even think I realized that until halfway through the match when they did a close up on him. I'm like, good Lord. They made him look like a demon. And uh, the match was so good that I didn't even mind that it ended on a fuck finish. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, but there wasn't there wasn't a there wasn't a true victor in this match. Yeah, Travis Banks, the Kiwi buzzsaw, he was back from injury. He interrupted and fucked everybody up. The other uh, thing that you told me to check out was Trent Seven's open challenge for the Atlas title. And uh, somebody uh, <laughs> who has ties, another guy who has ties to WWE, <laughs> came out to accept the challenge. So when I saw Zach Gibson at Progress in New Orleans, he came out, same thing happened. It seems like the gimmick there is he starts talking and the crowd just has to get so loud that you can't hear anything he says. Well, he had a fuck ton of heat with that crowd. 
and it was pretty funny. And this is, I think this is what I was referring to when I was talking about guys in progress being able to cut promos that reference WWE. This was definitely that. Oh, when I loved when uh, Zach Gibson told Trent Seven what he says, like, you're the guy that they book when they can't afford Peter Tyler. <laughs> uh, didn't he make some comment about, like, you got scanned for WWE 2K19, but they didn't use you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, my favorite part of that is, as he says that, uh, Trent just falls straight back like he just got <laughs> shot. <laughs> It's funny. And they did what, like a sticks and stones break my bones? Oh, yeah. And then they go through what has to be 15 to 20 minutes of promo. And oh, for sure. Because Trent's was a segment, injured right by now, definition. Right? What'd you say? I think Trent's injured right now. Well, they, were, they gave him enough time to do a squash match, and that's what this ended up being. Well, did he just do a crossbody? Did I miss something? Like, no, he that's just all that happened. Him? Uh, Zach Gibson says ring the bell while taking his jacket off and he's still mid taking jacket off bell rings gets cross bodied and pinned I think the match lasted they said four seconds yeah yeah he retains the Atlas title but uh, I mean that was just kind of a quick fun thing I just thought that you would be surprised that you sat through all of that to get a four second match now that works for me that was a fun segment. Oh, and the crowd popped huge. I mean, there For are sure. times that things like that work. That absolutely worked to that crowd. Speaking of things that work, Walter versus Mark Haskins. Holy shit, man. I didn't know that Mark Haskins' career was basically almost over recently. I didn't either. I He was a guy that I used to see at PWG. I didn't actively dislike him or anything. He just never really... He was never one of the standout guys to me. And after seeing his last couple matches in progress, because he had the uh, number one contenders match, was that at Wembley last? Uh, that would make sense. And then he had this match against Walter, and they had that promo before showing that he basically kind of had, he got Daniel Bryan. Looked like he had like a two-year on the shelf and then found out that he could come back. Absolutely. So. And he tore it down with Walter. And I, we, we use this all the time, but it's true. Goddamn, when Walter chops you, it's like you can see their soul leaving their body. Every time. Every time. It's, it's insane that a big man like that moves the way he does, has the move set that he does, has just overall more skills than a wrestler of that size maybe ever should have. Absolutely. Everything about his look is perfect. Uh, and I don't know if there's anything that you could change. Like he's got a good thing going and that's a good, even for, if it's just NXT UK, that's a good grab for WWE because he's going <laughs> to, that's the thing. I think they'll eventually offer him enough money and promise to make him a star because he's got the look. I just hope they don't make him like in two years, sing songs on raw. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want, I just want to see him be a fucking monster and I'm hoping what they do is kind of what they've done with Pete Dunne, where, because Walter said he's willing to come over for tapings and things. He just doesn't want to tour the U.S. forever. Right. So if they had him come over, you know, do a weekend of tapings, do a takeover, God, the, the, just the people you could match Walter up with right now in NXT, it's so, so many. Like, I, you could pretty much put him up against anybody right now, and I would want to watch it. That means, you know, at some point... I mean, this has happened on the indies, but you could get Matt Riddle versus Walter. 
and just watch two monsters chop the shit out of each other. Yeah, I, I really hope that we get to see a lot of, of fantasy matchups over the next couple of years. Again, another good get for them. And the more I see Walter, the bigger fan I become. So. Oh, my favorite moment of this entire match. Walter does those shotgun drop kicks to the corner. Yes. And there was that one where he goes to... Oh, they just look... It's like when uh, Braun Strowman did one for the first time. Yes. It, just, it catches you so off guard to see that much body moving through the air. Well, did you see the spot where he, he wrapped him over the top turnbuckle and then stood on his face? Oh, oh, just everything looks like it sucks coming from that guy. But there was that one shotgun drop kick to the corner that Mark Haskins jumped in the air and double stomped Walter's chest while he was in the air. Yep. That, that got me to pop so hard. This is a brutal match. This was a fun show, though, from what I, from what I saw. I watched like four of the matches on this show. Do you know a bunch of people who have progress wrestling accounts to like where they can watch progress or is, is that pretty rare? Honestly, I've only talked to maybe one other person that has it, but to me, this has my highest endorsement right now. I think it's like seven bucks a month and it ends up have, I think you end up kind of getting one show a month out of it, but, but you also have access to like AAW and some other promotions on there too. Yeah. It seems like they have a good working relationship with some other places that, you get to check out some other stuff. And to me, it's very worth it right now. I mean, especially if, you know, if you're like Derek and falling off of WWE a little bit, just looking for something to, to scratch an itch while you wait something for something a little better to come along, definitely hop into progress. I think you're going to have a great time. I would, I would recommend it. It's, there's some good stuff going on over there. And in a way it's tied to WWE on some level. So it's, yeah, it's not that far removed. Uh, Derek, I have something to tell you that I hadn't I hadn't told you yet. So I'm finding about out about this live on the podcast. Yes. Okay. I, I am offering my I'm giving myself a challenge. Okay. Uh, I'm basically it's it's going to act as a, a challenge and also a product review. But if I fail, you get something out of this. So I've decided that as of this very moment. I am going to follow DDP yoga to a T. I'm going to follow. You're going to do, you're going to do the diet and everything. I'm going to do fucking everything. I'm going at my life. Like how much fun I have outside of this now is going to be based upon DDP yoga. Like I'm, I'm going to not be eating junk anymore. And that fucking sucks for me because I'm a huge secret eater. I don't know if you, you secret eat ever. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's where like I'll just get a ton of junk food and eat it in my car before I come inside. Because if it happens in the car, it's like it never happened. Yeah, I don't do that. I do that at work. <laughs> I do that in my car. Uh, my pants don't fit as well. I am out of breath all the time, and I need to. I need to get better, Derek. You do know that my roommate Christopher Kelly, who I've lived with for a number of years, I watched him do DDP yoga for oh i think this was like maybe three or four years ago he committed to doing this and i got to watch his dedication and he was dedicated to it and i don't know if i've seen him do it since we moved into our new apartment but i know for a long time there he would still occasionally pop that out and do some ddp yoga to get his get himself back in shape but the diet was the hardest part of doing the program and that involves basically eating or not eating a lot of stuff there are so many restrictions you're giving. I mean, I guess giving up milk 
doesn't bother you so much, but I don't even know if you can do the substitutes. I remember all he could do was drink goat milk. He couldn't have flour, white flour. He couldn't have sugar well, of any kind. I've done paleo before. Uh, when I got to my heaviest, I did paleo, and I dropped from 225 to 175 over the span of several months just cutting out sugar. Yeah. Uh, that was the hardest shit for me because I fucking love cookies, and nothing makes me feel more insane <laughs> than just sitting here thinking about them. I didn't know that you loving cookies was a thing. Oh, Derek. I'm constantly <laughs> secret eating cookies in my car. But can I tell you? Okay, so here's the plan. I am going to do this exactly the way it's intended to be done for a full year. And if I don't succeed, and you need to set some kind of goal for me, but you're going to be able to check through the app that I'm doing shit because it's going to, DDP is going to hold me accountable on this. But here's my other accountability uh, backup plan. If I am not under whatever weight we said I need to be at by the end of this, whatever wrestler you can find... I will take a chop from. So if you don't do it, I get to pick a wrestler to chop you. Yeah. I, we need to figure out a way to set this up to where if I, I need to be held accountable for things and uh, you know, I want to be alive long enough to, to keep doing this show. And if I keep secret eating in my car and just being, uh, being unhealthy, that ain't going to happen. So I need, so here's, I need to so fear no. something. You do need to fear something, but I'm also going to give you extra incentive. Again, I didn't know anything about this until we started this podcast, so I'm I'm rolling with the punches. And here's what I offer back to you. I'm going to reach out to your wife to monitor your behavior, to make sure that you're not cheating. And you're going to be posting what? Stuff in the DDP Yoga app to prove that you're 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 still doing it? Oh, it it keeps track and lets you know if you're fucking up. All right. Like it knows well, if you it knows if you've done it cuz you have to play it through the app. Maybe Craig Mitchell will be who I select to chop you. Maybe I'll get somebody scarier. Maybe I'll be actually be willing to reach out to Walter and see if I can arrange something there. Would you so here's the, be an accessory to murder at that point? I At this point, I wouldn't care because this would be entertaining as fuck and the podcast would have quality entertainment for our listeners and they deserve it. Here's what I offer back to you. If you can do this for a full year and it's going to be hard as shit. Oh, I'm going to hate this. It. I'm going to have to wake up earlier probably. This sucks. Yeah, it's it's going to fuck you up, and it gets harder as you go along. If you can do this, I will go to a GCW show by myself when they come to Chicago and cheer against Nick Gage. From the front row? From the front row if I can get front row. Oh, we'll get you front row, baby. <laughs> can you say it like Dusty at least? Oh, baby, you're going to get front row. You're going to get a little glass in your eyes. <laughs> So is that is that enough incentive for you? So if I succeed in this, you go to GCW by yourself front row and cheer against Nick Gage. I will cheer whoever Nick Gage is fighting, essentially. So basically, whoever loses, we somebody wins here. Like the the, the audience wins because we're going to get Correct. to hear another GCW story from you, right? And of throughout course, this, like by next week, when you check in with me, I'm going to be so fucking mad from not having sugar in me. You won't, you don't understand how much I love eating garbage, Derek. <laughs> well, when I've gotten into your vehicle, anytime you've come up to Chicago, I see a lot of junk laying around in your, in your car. So I would believe it. I didn't know that. What did you call it? Invisit eating? Secret eating. What the fuck? Do you, secret eating. 
Like that, you don't know how many times I've gone to the grocery store to pick stuff up, secret ate a donut in the car, and then walked in like, "Hey, I haven't eaten anything today." My girlfriend accuses me of secret eating all the time. She doesn't use those words, but if I don't see her for a day or two, and she comes over to my place, and suddenly I have a box of s'mores pop tart in the c- cupboard. She thinks that I was obligated to tell her that I purchased that and had some. That's insane. She, she like she thinks like well she's not mad about it, but she pretends to be mad that I didn't tell her everything that I ate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You need to start telling me what you eat. Like every week. Well, if you're gonna tell her, you got to tell me too. That that'll be make this will be a fun segment on the podcast going forward. While Garrett's doing DDP yoga, every week I get to tell him something really fun that I was able to eat that he couldn't. God damn it. And, you know, if any listeners want to join me in this uh, and not secret eat in their cars and let Diamond Dallas Page ruin their life for a year, hop in. Hop Are in. you starting that today or have you set like a date? Are you going to try to do it like after Christmas? Is there something like do you because I think it's be fair for you to have a last hurrah before you do this. Derek, it starts right now. You, I feel bad for you. I didn't eat garbage today. (laughs) I went out of my way to not eat garbage today. Do you think you're going to be able to make it through Thanksgiving? You realize you can't cheat or the bet's off. Yeah, I know. No Christmas cookies. Yeah, I know. No pie. Yeah, I know. You're, you're ruining Christmas for me. I'm ruining Christmas. This was your idea. You realize that partway through this, I'm just going to be blaming you. Yeah. This is your fault. What happens when I embrace it? What happens when you fucking fail and I get to I get to email somebody? We're going to make this a thing. If you're listening to this podcast, we're going to hold Garrett accountable, especially for all the shit he talked about Fozzie and then denying it. We're going to make him pay because I'm going to let you guys pick who chops him. I'm going to let you guys reach out and figure out who's going to be the one that punishes Garrett for going back on his DDP yoga diet. I'm already mad about this, Derek. Yeah, you're going to pay. It's like that what, Undertaker's alternate music that he had when he was Biker Taker. You're gonna pay, you're gonna pay. You broke your DDP yoga <laughs> commitment. <laughs> I think that's how the song goes. Well, either way, that's what's going on. I'll, that means uh, for the next little while, or the next year, every once in a while, we'll, uh, we'll check in with you and let you know how that's going. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll give you some, some real sexy before and after photos. Yeah, tonight. Take your shirt off. Post a picture on our Twitter account. Don't don't body shame me. I'm not body shaming you. We need proof. We want to see the before and after. Well, can I take the this? before and give it to him in a year when I'm not sad? I guess. You need to send it to me, though, at least. I need to have that on my phone so I look <laughs> a creep. <laughs> yeah, let that be the background to your phone for a year. Before we wrap this podcast up, there's, there's uh, something we got to talk about. We had a listener submit... A match for us to watch from FMW between Combat Toyota and Megumi Kudo. Garrett, did you watch this? I have now watched this match three times because, because of the series of events that led to this just being a weeks-long <laughs> thing. This is, uh, this is from Rand. Rand submitted this, this. What would you call this? Well, I mean, we've talked about FMW. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a death match. It's a it was something else. It's I'll a gimmick. It to, it, there's a lot of gimmicks in this thing. It's, you know, because we talked about the Onita versus, uh, what was it? Onita versus Terry Funk. So this match was supposed to be, which love the fucking name combat Toyota. 
I wanted to comment. Can, how do you not smile while saying combat Toyota? Yeah, that, you know, that, it shouldn't be the Mae Young Classic anymore. It should be the combat Toyota Classic, because uh, now it sounds sponsored. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's her name. She has a beautiful, like, okay, so she kind of has more, the way the match is set up, it is a David and Goliath kind of situation. Combat Toyota built a little more like Nia Jax, for sure. And she has a beautiful red flat top. And this was going to be her last match. And she wanted to make Onita proud, who was sitting front row. Well, that didn't end up happening. But the rest of the match, we got to let them know what kind of match this is. This is a no rope, electrified barbed wire match. Between two women, one of which looks like she could compete in this kind of match. The other... Looks pretty like like a normal wrestler. Yeah, Megumi Koto. Just a just a cute little wrestler. Cute wrestler. And think she had pink tights. So there is something with these matches where you go in expecting it just to be all blood and gore, and barbed wire exploding ropes or whatever you want to call it does make for an interesting story. The story being, I don't want to get thrown into that. Right. And you as the viewer waiting for when are they going to get thrown into that? I got I don't know how to, to convey how this match made me feel, but I will say since I don't speak Japanese, I don't know what the announcers are saying. I do know that when they finally hit this electrified, electrified barbed wire, the announcer sounds like he's climaxing right there at ringside and holds one word while yelling. And I wish I could replicate, cause, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I heard. I just know that it was a tense moment when it finally happened. And that fucking rope, not rope, but that barbed wire explodes. And the announcer loses his mind. And the crowd's losing their minds. Is Derek this, losing his mind when that happens? Derek was, Derek was laughing. You Derek were laughing at poor Kudo, like with all of her burn marks all over her back. This is what they signed up for, right? Yeah, I think you texted me a few weeks ago when we had initially watched this, and you said, "Can you imagine training for years and honing your craft, <laughs> and then this ends up being what you have to do with that yeah. craft?" I think my exact text was something to the effect of, "Imagine you spend years training to be a pro wrestler." And the whole idea behind it, you've mastered the craft of making it look like you're hurting your opponent, but you don't. And you're really good at it, and you're having a great career, and you're healthy. And then you show up for work one night, and the promoter says, all right, so we replaced the ropes with the barbed wire, and it's electrified. Can you work with that? And you have to be like, uh, yeah, I guess. Do I get paid more? No. But it's a show. <laughs> you are, The crowd's just- going to love it. You are saying things about this promotion that I don't think are true. I don't think they just sprung it on them day of. It seemed like they had an idea that this was going to happen. Uh, even if they didn't spring it on them day of, they still had to spring it on them. That still had to come up. and uh, like Even if it, they gave them two weeks notice. Like, all right, you weren't expecting this, but uh, this is what we had an idea for a match. And Jesus, there were a couple spots where people got dropped straight on top of their head. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up. It reminded me of that other match that we watched where that was a big thing. The uh, Masada versus Kawada? Yes. Yeah, that, that seemed to be the finish of the match was how many times can you just directly dump somebody on top of their head? Well, it's an effective finisher. 
Yeah, I'm going to make sure to use that next time I'm in a real fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just pick somebody up, drop them on their head three or four times. They're done. I might find a wrestler who's willing to do that to you as punishment for breaking your DDP yoga commitment. So if I don't uh, fulfill my DDP yoga commitments, Garrett Callender, Nick Gage, exploding barbed wire death match. And maybe I'll be cheering for you. You're going to be in my corner like, I'm so sorry I did this to you. <laughs> and meanwhile, it'll be like a comedic movie where I'm sitting there like, Nick, he didn't say this. And I'll say all these horrible things that you didn't say about him to get him amped up. <laughs> well, eventually, like partway through the match, I'm like, Derek, get in here. And Nick Cage like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this is Lucha House Party rules. <laughs> Garrett versus Nick Gage. Two men enter. One man is for sure going to die. <laughs> oh, man. So Fuck. the question Rand gave us about this man. Oh, just to wrap it up real quick, though. Uh, there is a brutal spot at the end of this where Kudo runs to bounce uh, Toyota into these things, but somehow gets caught in kind of a German suplex and they both go into it. Yeah. Everybody explodes. Yeah. Either way, Toyota loses, and then Onita comes in and just slops a bucket of water all over her face like yeah. he's pissed about it. He was disappointed. Could you he believe had higher hopes for? Could you believe how many fucking people were in that arena? Could you believe that a man with a bucket of water felt comfortable slinging a bucket of water and in a ring surrounded by electrified metal? So Onita, he's been through it. He knows how it works. He's <laughs> like, it'll be fine. But Rand wanted to know, he said, is there any female wrestler that you can picture now putting, like being them being put into that match? I'm sure there are, but none in like WWE. I don't know. Sumi I mean, Sakai. Su Sumi Sakai <laughs> and uh, Liv Morgan. Oh my God. No, I... I don't know. There's there is a female deathmatch wrestler. Remember, uh, remember our old buddy from GCW, Schlack. Yeah, his uh, his his lady friend is also a deathmatch wrestler, and across her stomach, in what appears to be carved out letters, she has a tattoo that says uh, "Man Eater." I think that lady'd be in. What's her name? I follow her on Twitter, but now I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, I was hoping that you could remember because I don't off the top of my head. I know there's I a listener at home yelling at us. And guess like, what? Oh, you guys are idiots. You're not even real pro wrestling fans. We're not, man. There's a lot of people to memorize. It's hard. Life is hard. And we're just, <laughs> we're just two guys talking, off the, talking at the internet, hoping somebody listens. Life is hard. And Garrett, you're about to make your life a lot harder with this diet. Well, hopefully pro wrestling gets me through this. You do know that we're all behind you, right? I bet there's some of them that's hoping I fail. If you want Garrett to fail, reach out to him on Twitter. Hashtag Garrett. Garrett. Oh, God. Man, this is exciting. We have a thing to, to work on over the next year. Oh, but uh, I do want to. So after this match was over, I've been kind of just enjoying FMW lately. I feel like I've been on a little <laughs> bit of a deathmatch kick. The true, the true wrestling fan in you is coming out. This is what you really like. And there was a match where it was kind of electrified barbed wire, but they were also in the middle of a pool, and all the wrestlers had to take rowboats to get to the ring. And when you're thrown in the water, you're eliminated, but there's also an explosion from the water when you hit it. What the fuck is this, Battleship? Yes, man. This is Battleship brought to pro wrestling. 
But I did watch what? another FMW match today that I, I have to bring up. It was just too okay. weird. It said that it was a shoot fight, like not a pro wrestling match, a shoot fight and a no uh, no ropes cage match between Vader and Ken Shamrock. Like them legit fighting each other. Yes, that's what it claimed it was going to be. It still felt a little gimmicked. But there were there were moments where I'm like, they're not hitting each other as hard as they can. And then there were moments where I'm like, oh, fuck, they're hitting each other as hard as they can. And then it goes back to, like, there was a, the moment that I'm like, I don't know about this. Vader tries to put uh, Ken Shamrock in a powerbomb, and Ken just, like, falls to the mat. He doesn't take it. And then he's like, well, I guess I should. And takes the power. Can a promoter bomb. let a real fight break out like that in the ring? I mean, if you're promoting it as that, that was kind of what FMW was. Hmm. If you could pick two wrestlers right now to just have a shoot fight, can you think of anyone off the top of your head that is like, I kind of would like to see who goes. Would you pay money to see Brock Lesnar versus Nick Gage? See, that came to mind too, where I'm like, if it were in Nick Nick's rules, he could probably win. Well, yeah, if it's just a, if it's just like a street fight, like a shoot street fight. But the fight I would like to see, I think if we could get Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar, I would like to see if Matt can do it. You want to see like a clean like UFC style fight, though. Well, I guess with that. But if I just have to pick two guys who aren't, you know, actual shoot fighters, who would I'm assuming that the two people we're picking are trying to like kill each other. Yeah, I mean, if you, I guess if you had, a, like, a UFC-style match where they are fighting, but between, like, Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin, I don't know, you know, just... <laughs> I don't, is this the question that you want to... I gave my answer. Nick Gage and Brock Lesnar? That's what I want to see. I want to see a guy who can basically ragdoll anybody in the world fighting somebody who's not afraid to use a stick as a knife. <laughs> Did you? Oh my God! Did you see what? Oh my God! They just Black Label Pro is putting on a show Mania weekend, and they just announced a match. And I'm, I can't. Derek, they're doing Nick Gage versus Swoggle. Yeah, you want to go see that, don't you? Well, obviously, but (laughs) (laughs) but is Nick Gage just gonna start getting booked in comedy matches that people instantly realize aren't funny? I I don't know. Has has pro wrestling become self-aware? I don't know. I mean, you heard John talk about uh what talk about, you know, what happened at the Janela show last time. That thing with David Arquette was a fucking mess. It was a nightmare. It was terrifying, and everybody in the room that was here for the pay-per-view was screaming. It was but, like But that's not professional though. That's kind of what I don't like about it. Is that to me the whole art of it is that you're not hurting the guy. And when it's just a guy just kind of essentially being a, like a legit bully, like there's a point where it's kind of gross because you're legitimately rooting for somebody's like s- to get harmed. Yeah, but also don't take a fight against Nick Gage if you don't want that to happen. Because why what would his fans think? And I'm guessing in his mind he had to have been like I am the champion of this company. This is the type of match I do. Just because I'm against a, a rich Hollywood actor doesn't mean I'm going to change the way I do this. I saw Hurricane Helms online defending uh, Arquette, though. He said the promoter's job is to know 
the talent he has and what they can do. And he essentially just threw Arquette to the wolves. So are you blaming Janela for this? A little bit. He wasn't like, even like, there. He was in New Jersey or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if I could have a, like, we we can joke about this all you want. That's fine. But as, like, if I'm being serious about it, I don't want to see, unless he's fighting you, I don't want to see <laughs> Nick Gage kill <laughs> Unless he's I fucking to get you hurt up. by Nick Gage. Yeah, he's like, I fucking love Deputy Dewey. I I saw him get cut up in like three or four different movies. I don't need this. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think it would have played out the same with Joey Ryan? See, this is what I don't get. Like, like we, we've been talking about Nick Gage a lot on this podcast. And is is it a work? Is how brutal it is supposed to be part of the appeal? Like, But it's not like everyone's in on it. Or is he just blindsiding people and like really hurting them? Because people give JBL so much shit for what he did to Blue Meanie and how many times he's bullied or picked on or hurt people, and they justifiably are angry with him for being an asshole. Well, why is it cool when Nick Gage does it in the ring? Here, okay, so Nick Gage and Arquette had dinner with each other before that match. There's a photograph of them at a restaurant together, like chatting. Okay. Which leads me to believe they had a conversation about what was going to happen. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. But David Arquette made that. He, you know, I think he won over a lot of people that night. Well, one, he rolled out of the match and was going to leave and then looked back into the ring to see an ex-con staring at him and thought to himself, well, I guess I got to get back in there. So good on him for that. <laughs> And then he made an announcement and he apologized to GCW and to Nick Gage and said that he doesn't take hold anyone accountable for that, but himself for not really knowing what a death match was going into it. But like you said, they had dinner together. I don't know. Maybe it was one of those things where he thought he could do it. And then once you were there, it was just too real. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to see any, like to me, that's what, what I'm so iffy with on death matches is that if both guys are agree to what they're doing and they know what they're getting into, that's one thing. I don't know if it's necessarily on David Arquette to, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess he agreed to do the appearance, but the promoter had to know this is David Arquette. He's never done this before. He's going to get murdered if he just goes in there and we don't <laughs> inform him <laughs> like what's going to happen. So I, while I was watching that, I was like, okay, here's the exact moment that David Arquette clearly realizes he fucked up and it's yeah. while his arms are tangled up in the ropes and Nick Gage is running a pizza cutter across his face, then untangles his arms, tangles them up on the next side, gives, gives everybody a four corner view so that everybody gets a little shot of Nick Gage carving him up. What do you think Courtney Cox thought when she saw that headline? Fucking good. <laughs> she's like former this guy WCW world heavyweight champion yeah. she's like we get divorced this guy takes half of my money so we can go be a, a superhero on the weekends let's let him play <laughs> she thinks he got what he deserved yeah he's he's in there thinking that he's hanging out with the suicide squad here here he is just getting getting carved up i you know she had to have watched a video of it and thought my god yeah, I hope she did. I hope it made it across her feed. Or maybe he called her right after the match was over. I'm David, are you okay? <laughs> the whole <laughs> cast of Friends actually called him. David Schwimmer was first in line. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, so we had another match to watch. 
We've yeah. What which one were you referencing? Because I watched a lot of fucking wrestling over the last couple. We had a another listener submission. Our buddy Chris from the Best There Ever Was podcast left us a review. Thank you, Chris. And he wanted us to watch his uh, one of his favorite matches. Chris, Garrett informed me of this match that you submitted to us, and I'll be honest with you. I was only able to watch a little bit of uh, this match because I don't have the WWE Network anymore. I have held firm on my protest of WWE. Unlike some people on this podcast who go back on their word. Garrett, you watched this match. Why don't you... (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you talk about it since you were able to watch it with your free month of the WWE Network still going on? Okay, so it was uh, from ECW Hardcore TV 170. It was Chris Jericho is the TV champ versus Shane Douglas, Too Cold Scorpio, and Pitbull 2. Garrett... How much ECW have you watched in your time? I thought that I had seen a good amount, but I feel like, because as kids, we didn't really have access to ECW. There was nowhere for us to watch it, right? Yeah. So anything I've seen has been later in life, you know, since the internet. Was it occasionally on TNN? I mean, probably not this early of stuff, though, right? Probably not. I mean, this this match was fun. It was a uh, TV title match. And it was one of those, what kind of match do you call that where you have four people going, but only two can be in the ring at a time, and you got to like reach in and try and tag somebody to get in? I don't know if I've ever seen a match like this before, honestly. I've seen this with like tag matches before. Or is it a four corners elimination match, I think is what it's called. Essentially, but only two people are allowed to be in the ring at the same time, and in order to get into the match, you have to tag yourself in, and it's an elimination, so yeah. It's just, it's funny that watching the FMW match and this back to back, the commentary on the FMW match was so subdued other than when they were getting thrown into that. Like it honest to God could have been, it it sounded like it could have been a Japanese commentary of like the pianist. It was just such a, (laughs) just a calm two people talking like they're describing just some boring shit. And then you get Joey Styles who has to always be at 11. And occasionally he does this, oh my God, I can't, can you do a Joey Styles? <laughs> oh my God. Like there's some times where I'm like, okay, it, w- it was good. And there's other times I'm like, come on, man, cool it. You, even you know, you didn't mean that one. <laughs> He's just forcing it. But uh, also couldn't get over the name Pitbull too. Didn't know enough about that guy. Uh, it just made me think that Mr. Worldwide somewhere, like, that's goddamn right, you're Pitbull 2. <laughs> he knew in advance he didn't want to be Pitbull 1 because that, that name went to somebody else. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it was a, a group of guys. But, yeah, this was a long match, especially because this match was the entire TV taping. Didn't you say this was about 40 minutes? Yeah, uh, the first pin in it ended up being Jericho. Jericho got pinned about 27 minutes in. Was it weird seeing a girl just kind of rip off her clothes in the middle of a wrestling match? Because it had been a while since you'd seen something like that, right? Well, I mean, I'm used to it. I've, I've <laughs> seen, I'm familiar with the female body. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, okay. I wasn't appalled. <laughs> but no, it is weird now watching wrestling and just, she was there to be objectified. 
I also thought it was funny that so she's come. She is uh, Francine. Yeah, Francine Pitbull 2's manager. She's coming in to interfere. Shane Douglas throws her in. Her head gets caught in the ropes, and she smacks her face straight off of it. Already thought that was weird, but then she takes off her pants to show that she's on his side. Francine betrays Pitbull number two to join the franchise. Shane Douglas. Probably my one of my favorite moments of the match. Uh, Pitbull 2, one of his signatures, I guess, is this super power bomb, which is essentially a top rope power bomb. And he well, that get, would make it super. Oh, it is it is super, my friend. <laughs> he gets two cold Scorpio up on his shoulders and just launches him across the ring in a power bomb. It looked fucking devastating. And then it ended up that he did the exact same thing to uh Francine. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, he ends up doing that to her through a table. So even though he's betrayed by his manager, he walks out on top. <laughs> I don't know. We, I, I would have liked to have gone to an ECW show. It's, I mean, progress, the crowd makes the show. And was that kind of the case at ECW? But in a, You hear that a lot, that the crowds at ECW Arena were fucking hot. But was it, it was kind of a different way. Like, were the progress crowds there to have fun? I, the ECW crowd's still there to have fun, but they're there for something much more violent and sexy. Yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> Do you think you would have been in the front row screaming with those guys? I don't know. Not at that age. I would have been terrified. Like, you're up there, like, when that lady took off her pants, you're just like, woo! Woo! W- like just the WWF me- was edgy enough for me at that time, I think. You got all the edge you needed. Now, you got to reach further. There's not. It's not edgy enough. You got to go get your GCWs. Thanks, Paul Heyman. <laughs> Is that all we got this week? I don't know what else to say about that match, Derek. I, w- I wish I had uh, funnier things to say, but it was just, it was a very athletic, good, long match. And, and that uh, was submitted by our friend Chris from uh, the Curtain Jerks Best There Ever Was podcast, right? Yes, and I appreciate the submission. Like I said, I, I feel like people have been more on the edge of like sending us weirder shit. And this was just a good, long wrestling match, which I also appreciate and enjoy. Uh, there was yeah. a moment where I couldn't tell if Chris Jericho botched or if it was part of the match. You know when somebody's running and they do like the throw themselves up in the corner to let them go under? He did that. The other guy didn't run at all, and he just splat down on the ground and then got picked up and punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of botches, my friend. Holy shit. Do you, uh, do you ever keep up with botchamania? Um, a little bit here and there. I, I don't watch it when he uh, when Matthew releases releases a new one. Well, the new one that's up, you get to see one of my favorite botches of the year. So PWG's Bola is now on Blu-ray, and you can watch it, which means all of these clips of Brody and PCO are going around the internet again. And getting to watch PCO try and do that, <laughs> do the senton from the top rope to the apron but get himself tangled up in the ropes and just hang up like laundry god damn it i'll just (laughs) like i don't think there's been a higher profile match that failed so miserably (laughs) this year so you're saying people can go watch that clip now yes you can absolutely seek out that match uh rand actually watched it and he i think he sent back like jesus christ like it is (laughs) I like both of those guys, and I don't want to shit on either of them, but that wasn't good. But it was, 
easily one of the most memorable matches I saw this year, and I could never thank them enough for that. Garrett, you want to plug our social media and get us out of here? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hop on the social media. Follow us at WrestleHangout on Twitter, at WrestleHangout on Facebook, and at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. I would uh, also love to hear from you. Like we said earlier, if you could, get on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave us a nice review. You can submit something for us to watch. As long as it's related to pro wrestling, we'll watch it and we'll talk about it on the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll be back next week. And if you want to see Derek break down Hulk Hogan's sex tape, this is your chance. Oh, God. This is not what I signed up for. Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>